Hello and welcome to UCCS Radio. You are listening to the Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Philip Oki Thomas. How are you doing today, Philip? I'm doing very well. This is going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. We have a very, very special guest in the studio with us today, our good friend, Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing today? I am doing super. I think a lot of people dream about being on American Idol or like Dancing with the Stars, but it's been my dream to be on the Two Minute Drill for a long time. So I am just, I am having a party right here now. Yeah, here on the Two Minute Drill, we make dreams come true every single week. And this is just one of the dreams we made come true this week. That didn't make any sense. Uh, we're talking basketball, <laughs> like always, every week. And basketball is the greatest sport on earth, in my opinion. And a lot is happening right now. And so we're just going to start talking about the Denver Nuggets. They had a very exciting game against the Dallas Mavericks last night with the Nuggets able to come out on top 100-99. to What are you guys' thoughts on this game, and what do you think it means for the Nuggets going forward? Um, I felt like it was an awesome game. Um, from them to come down, like come back from being down, I think they're only down like what, like max ten maybe. From what yeah. I saw the entire game, it was always like a ten point um, uh, uh, point margin. But for them to you know rally back from an actually a good team like Mavericks are, because honestly, Luca's playing awesome. Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing awesome, even though I felt like he was like done for once he got traded from New York. I just thought yeah. he was going to get waived, but <laughs> he was playing good. pretty good too. So, um, but I felt the Nuggets really rallied at the end there, and towards the end, whenever I, whenever I actually found out, like, why isn't Isaiah Thomas playing? Oh yeah, I remember he got benched. <laughs> now, yeah, I was disappointed Hashtag at that, but grind. like maybe. <laughs> Maybe that needed to happen for this team to be able to play better because of what they were coming off like what five of six mm-hmm. on yeah. the road, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were blaming it on Isaiah Thomas, which we can talk <laughs> about this later. I don't think it's hundred percent his fault because the dude's still trying to find his rhythm, right. but it's definitely they were in like they're struggling. They weren't playing poorly, but they weren't playing well. Mm-hmm. And I think Coach Malone wants to tighten things up, and that's what you have to do with the eight man rotation. What do you think of last night's game, Andrew? I thought I thought it was a good. I don't know. I haven't played 2K in a minute, but if there's a clutch attribute, I think there was a little bit added to that right yeah. now for Jokic. <laughs> uh, one thing I've always thought is Jokic isn't like assertive enough. Like I need my big man, my need my SAR, I need my hundred million dollar man. I want him yeah. to like he needs to want the ball when it's like two seconds left. And he got yeah. the ball, he put it up, he was calm and composed. Mm-hmm. Uh, his celebration was a little weak. I didn't like the celly. Nope. Uh, like no. we said, he just you know he's just looking for bread out there. Um, <laughs> but overall, that's what I really like. I like the resiliency. I like the the Nuggets team like they, they don't get like overwhelmed if they're down by like 10 or 15 it looks like they like really keep their composure and they're really trying to like I see them really developing as being like all right 10 seconds left we're cool we're calm with this we're not going to freak yeah. out and be young yeah I think that's 100% it if this was last year's Nuggets team or any other Nuggets team before that they collapse Luka dunked on two guys right before that shot like Props to Coach Malone, everyone else, to collect themselves mm-hmm. and then hit a clutch shot. Because a lot has to go into that because your blood's boiling. Like, <laughs> no one likes being dunked on. It's nope. embarrassing. I think, well, I want to well, you say that. And I think it was last week you guys were talking about, you know, these, these emotions that happen when you get, like, dunked on in front of everyone. I would have, like, retired after that. Like, I would have been, like, <laughs> yeah. I would have been tugging on my jersey. Like, Coach, take me out. I don't want to be seen. Because, like, Sports Center, they got something on this. I'm going to be on the gram for, like, the yeah. next 48 hours. And, like, I can't even think about getting shot. Because I, all I can think about is I got dunked on. I can't even think about what's going to happen the next three seconds. I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, that's 100%. It. And you look at how sports culture is right now. It's all about the biggest highlights. Mm-hmm. I bet you that Luka Dunk has more retweets views than that Jokic game mm-hmm. winner and Luka being sad in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what people forget is like the Nuggets were able to come over all of this mm-hmm. and he Luka really got the Pepsi Center to quiet down. Mm-hmm. They were kind of rowdy there at the end. They're up I think two at that point. Yeah. I, I mean, whenever he dunked on them, I would, the main thing that went through my mind is like, one, this cannot be the last play. Two, the Nuggets have to pull it up on top. And three, if they don't win, if the Nuggets do not win, this is all I'm going to see all weekend is this dunk in the Pepsi mm-hmm. Center on, who was it, Paul Millsap and like Will Barton? Mason yeah. Plumley. Yeah, Mason Plumley. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was just, whenever he did that, I was like, I love the dude. But like not not in the Pepsi Center, dude. Like not yeah. not in Denver's house. And like for him to do that, 
just like solidifies that he's rookie of the year to me. Like that it's it's yeah. And it, the time that was left. Like he could have pulled up with the J or layup, but he he went to dis he went to disrespect them. Yeah. That was that was a statement dunk. <laughs> yeah. I the Mavericks are gonna be scary next and, year. And also, can we can we talk about old man Dirk turning the clock back a little bit, hitting those <laughs> yeah. threes? One of my personal favorites. Yeah. Dirk was out there looking like thirty five year old Dirk. <laughs> not not exactly forty year old Dirk. I know but that uh pump fake he had on Millsap was beautiful. <laughs> it, it felt like old times like he basically like led Millsap to the ball and it was like nope and then just shot Dirk, it. And made Dirk it. right now is playing and everyone has seen this person. He's the old guy at the Y that doesn't miss, you know? There's yes. always that one guy that shows up, he's way older than everyone else, has the knee pads on. But this guy's out here dropping buckets on everyone, making you feel bad. That's what he was doing last night, just a little bit. Yeah, and you have to think he's a huge role model to players like Jokic and Luka, both international players who've come and especially Jokic is like he's kind of a slightly bigger Dirk, you know, just as mobile, mm-hmm. has a great shot, not as aggressive in the paint as Dirk was in his prime. But, yeah, it's amazing to watch the Nuggets right now. Where do you think the ceiling is for the Nuggets? Do you think they can get past the Warriors? They've struggled against the Warriors in almost every game this season, giving up huge halves, quarters. They really can't figure out the Warriors, even though, in my opinion, I think they are a better team than the Warriors. Do you think it's going to be one of those things, like I think of the Celtics last year against the Cavs, the Celtics were twice the team the Cavs were, but it was that mindset of the East yeah. run through the Cavs right yeah. now, so we can't get through the Cavs. Do you think the Nuggets might run into something that with the Warriors? So as a lifelong Nuggets fan, I can say that I think the ceiling for this team, this is going to be the hot take. I think I think they're a first-round elimination team right now. Wow. And really? I, think, I don't think it's because of the lack of talent. I think it's the lack of experience. Okay. So I think when you're on a basketball team and you have a lot of talented players and you're getting along, it's one thing. I think it's another thing when you've learned to win with that group. Yeah. I think right now, like you look at like teams like uh, Houston, you look at teams like Golden State. I mean, even if you want to look at like maybe a team like San Antonio to a degree, like these guys know how to win in the playoffs. And like playoffs are like a whole different monster. And I feel like other than maybe Paul Millsap and like Isaiah Thomas, there's no whole not there's not a whole lot of playoff experience on that yeah. team. And so. I can. I don't think. I hope they don't lose in the first round. But I think it's very possible that they run into a Houston. They run into even like you know. I don't even want. I don't want to say the Clippers, but you know, somewhere along the somewhere in the middle, yeah. three or four seed, yeah. and they get bounced in like six games. Like I don't. It's not beyond comprehension for me to see that happening. I think he has like. I think Andrew has a credible point because right now, let's say if the playoffs started right now, the yeah. Nuggets would play the Spurs. I do yeah. not want a Nuggets Spurs <laughs> ch- like series because Popovich to me is like a whole nother wizard whenever it comes to coaching. Oh yeah, he's like I, an extra man on the floor. It's like six on five. He's like yeah. the X factor pop. Yes, especially yeah. because this team kind of got dismantled, and then they're doing this well in the best conference in the NBA. Demar, Demar the chosen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I just. I want to say that they can pull it out, the Denver can, because I feel like they have more depth than the Spurs, let's say if they yeah. started right now mm-hmm. and stuff. But I'm with Andrew. It's like a scary situation because, like, I would go into the series not knowing what's going to happen. I'd mm-hmm. be like, it's an evenly matched team because, one, you know, the Spurs, they have way more experience. DeMar DeRozan, uh, Marcus Aldridge. Got to throw my boy Patty Mills in there. Derek White as well. Yeah, UCCS. Even though they don't say that sometimes on the air. I remember yeah. they... Uh, he, shady. Me. He played three shady. years at UCCS, yeah. one at CU Boulder. And he, they, they only talk about CU Boulder. <laughs> I'm just like... I think they said they said our name one time on the air, and I literally had to like go back and was like, what? <laughs> did they say our name for real? I, I also... Sorry, go ahead. Did Stan, did Stan Van, I mean, Steve Van Gundy really say our name on air? But... <laughs> it's probably too long for them to say. But another yeah. thing, I think the Nuggets, another reason why, and this is a, probably a good problem to have, is I think they have too, too many weapons right now. Like, too many dudes. And I think when you look at this Nuggets team, like we said, like, what did we learn about the Denver Nuggets this time? But I still don't feel like we know, like, who's that go-to guy in the Nuggets? Like, five seconds left, like, who are you really giving the ball to? Like, you think Jokic, but, like, are you really, do you really want to give Jokic the ball? Like, game seven, like, three seconds left. Do you really want to give the ball to him? Whereas, like, you know San Antonio, you know who the ball's going to. You know, I mean, Los Angeles, the Lakers aren't in, but you know who the ball's going to. You know in, you know, in Golden State, there's, like, three guys the ball go to, and you know that ball's going in. And with the Nuggets right now, like, on any night, I think we don't, like, they're consistently winning, but we don't see, like, one guy who's, like, other than, like, maybe Jamal Murray and, like, Jokic putting thing. Like, any night it could be Trey Lyles, it could be Paul Millsap, it could be Gary Harris. And, like, 
in the playoffs, like you need someone who's going to step up like every single game for five, yeah. six, seven games. And I feel like they don't have that guy yet. And Jokic, I think still being young and kind of, you know, finding his role doesn't have that yet. Whereas like a San Antonio, you know, DeMar is getting the ball. You oh, know, yeah. LaMarcus is getting the ball. You know, Steph, Clay, KD are getting the ball. But like Denver, who's getting the ball at the end of the game? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the reason why they benched Isaiah was just because like they noticed that there was just too many people taking shots. And yeah. Not people like. I would say deferring at times, which I hate. Like, I, I wish Jokic didn't defer as mm-hmm. much as he did because, like, he's – as from what we, what we saw last night, dude can ball. He can ball if he wants to, but, like, it's whenever it comes to him actually driving and actually being aggressive. And I think that's the one thing that, like, even Mike Malone was talking about last night was we just got to – whenever he's aggressive, that is our best – that's our best option. Yeah, I, I, you both make excellent points. And I think another thing when we talk about they don't have that one guy, no one's cons- consistent. Like, Jokic is good sometimes when he goes aggressively to the rim, but sometimes he just makes weird decisions mm-hmm. where he holds the ball for too long, he tries too many pump fakes. Like, he, it seems like he doesn't know who he is at mm-hmm. the end of games either. And you're, you know, sometimes he passes too soon. Like, they make a lot of mistakes in that final couple minutes, those final two minutes, which can really ruin you if you're playing against like the Spurs because Popovich Mo, coach Malone is probably going to win coach of the year. He has coached himself a great season so far, but I don't think he can, you know, create a better play than Popovich, Brad Stevens, Steve Kerr. I think that's where he'll suffer Not as all. if, you know, when it's a tie ball game and he has to draw a play, he might just draw, you know, Jokic go to the back basket that might not be the best play mm-hmm. against whatever defense they're running. And Steve Kerr, Popovich, Stevens, whoever is coaching against him, they're going to run a much better play mm-hmm. and win. You look at the Spurs. They run great plays, mm-hmm. and that's why they're a good basketball team. If you, like, stack them up against other teams, they're probably at the bottom of the West. Mm-hmm. But when you – the coach factor, like you said, it's like a six-man on the floor mm-hmm. – what do you think Isaiah Thomas brings to the team on the bench? Uh, Coach Mullen said he's been very positive on the bench. He's kind of accepted this role in a way, which he probably didn't love this. You know, he signed this deal as a kind of way to get him more money. It's hard to imagine, like, he was an MVP candidate two years ago, about to sign a max deal with the team. Mm-hmm. And now he's p- playing the minimum, and he might not see the court very much mm-hmm. at all. But he is that one what-if factor. Mm-hmm. What if he somehow lights it up in the playoffs? Yeah. The dude scored 50 against the Wizards in the playoffs last time we saw him in the playoffs. And yeah, I tried to bring that up as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so that's what I see happening. I, uh, I think Isaiah Thomas, big fan of the dude. But I, I think I'm the person where I'd rather have him and not need him than need him and not have him. I think he brings leadership. I think he brings that experience. I think he brings that, like, fire that the Nuggets need. Because, like, we've just said, like, Jokic isn't assertive enough. I think a lot of these guys are kind of just looking at each other, like, the ball, like, who's going to shoot? It's like hot potato. I think, like, if Isaiah is needed in the playoffs, like, you need someone to spark something. If they're down in a series against the Jazz, the Thunder, the Spurs, like, I want to put Isaiah in to get that fire. Even if he can't hit a three, even if he's not hitting four threes in a row, even if he's just hitting layups, addition assists, I think you want to bring that kind of person who has that experience, has that fire, and just kind of has that mindset, like that, that, that killer mindset where it's like, you know what, I want the ball at the end of the game. You know, even right. if he's not that dude, you know, you're like, all right, this guy has experience. He knows what he wants, as opposed to maybe Jokic or Harris. You're like, eh, do you really want them? Yeah, I agree. I saw him recently against the Thunder, and it was the first game I saw him play, and the Pepsi Center loves him. Denver loves mm-hmm. him. And that's something, like, if the crowd's kind of quiet, throw him in there mm-hmm. and put him in a position where he's going to make an exciting play. He had this terrific four-point play that I've never seen the Pepsi Center that ecstatic. Yeah. Everyone was on their feet. It was like the first quarter. People <laughs> were on their feet, like, chest pumping, mm-hmm. like... It's amazing what he can do to a crowd. Yeah. yeah. And that's something if you're playing against a team like the Spurs, Spurs fans don't travel especially well. You mm-hmm. can really have a home court advantage. Just throw him out there a couple times, Absolutely. see what he does, <laughs> and all of a sudden he scores fifty. So yeah, it would be incredible to see that. I, I think he brings he can bring something to the team in the playoffs, but it depends on where. I don't think it's going to be on offense. Honestly, I think it's going to be on defense. If the dude can come out kind of like Patrick Beverly does, 
and just be Beat a pest. Baby. Just mm-hmm. be a pest for just big man and then outside for like point guards as well. I think he can assist there, but I just haven't seen him very much on offense to where you know where he was two years ago. Yeah, he um, looks slow. Yeah, he looks <laughs> slow. If he can get that speed back, honestly, I think he can get back in the lineup. But like, he has to be that six man that just comes in, comes on the court, and is just hounding everybody. Yeah. And I think that's just what how smaller players are going to have to play now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have to be that Patrick Beverly, just, you know, giving an elbow to your chest every single, you know, putting your hand down, patting your hand down and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, slapping and hand you checking, know, yeah. yeah. You know, all game. It's going it, to be all I game. think, yeah, we said, like, he has that grit. And, you know, here's here's Andrew's future take. Nostradamus, play a little Nostradamus mm-hmm. right now. I don't think the Nuggets have, like, a true point guard right now. I think if you look at the Nuggets, like, I think they have a shooting guard in Murray. I think that's, like, if I were to pick someone, I was like, I want the ball in his hands at the end of the game. I want Murray. I think the way Gary Harris and just all the – how many guards they have, I think if he's given another chance to be on the Nuggets. And, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people – we don't expect him to be Isaiah from, you know, the game seven against the Cavaliers. Like, I don't think anyone expected coming off this hip surgery for him to be, like, back to 100% this quickly. But I think, like – Give him some more time. Hashtag that slow grind. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, yeah. there's a potential to see maybe not even that Sam Isaiah, but, you know, somewhere even halfway there. And then maybe the Nuggets will have a true point guard that brings that grit and that fire and, you know, leads that charge that I think the Nuggets really are lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what hurts him as well is the Nuggets found their groove while he was injured, mm-hmm. while he couldn't practice. And his style of play, I think, would fit in the Nuggets if he was able to mm-hmm. develop along with them. And sometimes when he's out there, it just feels like he's playing a completely yeah. different style of basketball than the rest of the team. He's yeah. making weird mistakes because of that. Like, he's passing to guys who are not there. Mm-hmm. But I, lo- I love the whole Isaiah Thomas, Mason Plumley kind of dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I think that Those works. two on the floor, it works perfectly. You yeah. know, Isaiah being able to bring it down the court, dribble a couple times, lay it up to Plumley for even like a lob. It's it's a deadly combination, honestly. Yeah. Um, I I, w- I forgot which game I was watching with those two in, but it was just it just seemed like they were just like partners in crime, you know? Yeah, I think they work really well together. Now, an unbearable Boston sports fan is about to start talking. Oh, boy. And I think he would work a lot better with the Celtics this year. You know, the Celtics <laughs> are la- lacking that All right, thing. see you guys. <laughs> and I think for sure if he had signed with the Celtics instead of the Nuggets, he would have helped end this championship drought in the city of Boston. Oof. Um, <laughs> oof. Well, you know, first off, I want to say, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, open up to some of my past trauma. I, I, I grew up with a Celtics parent. Uh, my dad, you know, he's a, he's a big Celtics fan, and he taught me how to shoot like Larry Bird. And it wasn't until I was older I realized I was shooting like Larry Bird. I didn't jump on my jumpers. <laughs> it, it was basically a, a twenty-five foot free throw I was shooting out there. Um, so you know, I understand your pain, Philip. I really do every week putting up with this. But, you know, as much as that hurts, I have to say, I, I think you're right. Because, you know, I think right now it's the, it's the Kyrie effect where, you know, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie came in and the whole Celtics team was not flow. And you're like, what's going on, man? Like, we, I don't even know you. You're a different person. I don't even know where you're from, man. You don't even know me like that. Yeah, yeah. I, and I feel like, I, yeah, when you see Isaiah Thomas, it's like you're so fixated on Isaiah that you're just like, but like there's four of the people in the court and you have no idea where they're at. And... I, I agree. I think that right now, the way the Celtics are playing, I think, first off, they'd be better off without Kyrie, and they'd be better with Isaiah. Like, switch those in. I think Denver, I mean, I don't want Kyrie in Denver, but... Yeah, that that's a hot take yeah. that we can kind of explore later. It's a big one going around right now. The Celtics seem like they're fixed, but some games are not fixed. We can talk about how terrible the Celtics are later. <laughs> uh, but we're going to take a quick music break. Uh, that was a great first segment with Andrew here. We're going to talk about more. We're going to talk about why the Celtics are the greatest franchise of all Mm. time again and Mm. a whole lot more. So stay tuned to the two-minute drill on UCCS Radio. Hello and welcome back to the two-minute drill on UCCS Radio. We're the home of the Celtics-only greatest of all time team franchise radio show. That made no Mm -hmm. sense, but that's what we are. (laughs) And I'm happy to have my two co-hosts who always agree with me about this. Uh, but we're talking greatest of all time. We're talking basketball. And so why is it Michael Jordan? And why is it the Celtics, no, the no, greatest no, no, franchise no, no. of all time? All right, I'm going to start with Michael Jordan here, all right? All right. 
And I want to I want to start with acknowledging this. You know, I did. You know, I'm a college graduate, so I know how to and I know to build an argument, a little presentation. So Michael Jordan is great. Okay, I've been to United Center several times in the last year. I've seen yeah. him and Scotty's. You know, their little bus, their their statues. You know, you, I see his numbers in the rafters. It's, it's like a little something to you. You know, mm. you know. Shout out to Space Jam, greatest sports movie ever. Amen. You know. Amen. Amen. Remember the Titans right underneath that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Michael Jordan, what he did for the game is like undeniable right we all know it. we all see the jordans we all want to be t- where 23 we all see the logo we, we all know michael jordan okay here's the thing a lot of people who who say jordan's the best have never actually seen jordan play okay we see youtube clips about it we see all this stuff and it's like is are we do we really believe jordan's the greatest of all time or are we just saying it because it's like the consensus okay now is it are his championships great yes are his numbers great yes is he influential beyond belief Yes, we see Kobe, we see LeBron, we see everyone that he's influenced, all things right? he's done for the gambling community. Yeah, the things, he's done, the things he's done for gambling, you know, the amount of tax revenue the city of Chicago is missing out on. <laughs> all right. Um, however, I want to I switch things over to the automobile industry, okay? I want to give a little example. Okay. So we all agree the Model T is a very important car in the history of cars, right? It's like yeah. one of the first, it's one of the first big things, right? Yeah. Now, we would all agree that a 2019 Mustang is a much better car than a Model T is, right? Yes. Yes. And we all agree a 2019 Mustang is better than a 1970s Mustang, right? Yes. Yes. It works better, right? That's what I, I don't want to agree because I know where you're going. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going, right? It's, it's the same kind of thing, I think, with like... I think I think it's the same kind of thing with LeBron right now. Okay, everyone everyone's gonna say LeBron didn't win as many championships and like if you want to pull up championships, Bill Russell, like Robert Ori has more than Michael Jordan. Like get out of here, Lakers and Spurs. You know what I mean? Like there's dudes out here like bench players who have more than Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. All right, but I think of, like for this generation of players in this new world of social media, like I've never lived a life where LeBron James is not playing, and it's hit me recently that very soon in my life I'm not gonna be able to see LeBron James play, and it's making me kind of sad because I'm kind of grasping on it every single thing I can and like Michael Jordan I'm like yeah I didn't really get to see him play and I get he's influential but like LeBron James is like everyone you know what I mean like and think about like I mean think about like what you say when you're tossing paper you don't say Jordan you're saying Kobe you know what that's I mean? Right. That's right. It's, you know, that's right. And, now, <laughs> and nowadays, you're not even saying, you know, it's the Michael Jordan. So I'm saying, you know, Nate's LeBron James of AV. You know what I mean? <laughs> Preach, Andrew. That's, you know, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to let everyone else. So you know? who right. do you believe is the greatest of all time? Just Right now, LeBron James. All right. I'm with Andrew. Everything that he said and more, honestly. Okay. You say somebody is the LeBron James of this. Yes. You don't. I don't hear anybody say, "Oh, he's the Michael Jordan of this." I don't hear that anymore. Well, that's because you don't hang out with. Listen, listen, Nate. (laughs) Listen, Nate. I I haven't yielded my time yet, speaker. Okay. Um, The gentleman from Missouri has the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I love Michael Jordan. I love what he did for my Wizards for the two years. Mm-hmm. They he did amazing things. I hope you can hear the sarcasm. You know what? I hope you can hear my sarcasm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I want to say we all forget that he played for the Wizards. Yeah, <laughs> and like looking like he does now. Like no offense to him. Yeah, like, he didn't look. He, he doesn't look like Michael Jordan. <laughs> no. Okay. I also want to say that it's a different basketball game than what we used to have. We have so many different teams. We have so many super teams now. And LeBron is able to mm-hmm. knock them all down, I yeah. think. Okay, yes. One more thing. When we look back in history, all right, what is it? He has three years left on his contract, LeBron. All right, yeah. in 10 years, we're all grown up. Nate's hosting his radio show on ESPN. Phillip's out there doing UN stuff. Yep. I'm out there making movies. We're going to come back one day. We're going to say, do you remember that one time the Warriors had to put five all-stars together to beat LeBron James? Not once can we ever say, do you remember that one time that one team put five all-stars together to beat Michael Jordan? No, because it nope. never happened. Nope. It never happened. Okay, I, I, I hear <laughs> both of you. You're both very wrong. And I'll spend the next two hours explaining why. Oof. It mainly the thing is for me, and I do understand the argument for LeBron James being the greatest of all time. I'm not one of those people like, no, you're dumb. And it's not the whole championships things. But I think the main thing is is Michael Jordan did not get beat in his prime. He left to go play baseball. Another team won championships back-to-back. He came back to basketball, won three more. I don't really see LeBron James being able to do that. He's been on great teams, but he's lost 
with those great teams, with his super teams, with those big threes. And Michael Jordan never really did that. He did lose in the playoffs a couple times in the beginning of his career. But once he kind of hit his prime, there was no stopping him or the Bulls. And I think that's where the comparison is the biggest thing. Both have changed the game of basketball. LeBron James, King James, is a world-renowned athlete person. He's actually probably more well-known than Michael Jordan mm-hmm. is. Jordan's more known for shoes than he is for basketball. We're Absolutely. talking like the scope of the world. But I think it's hard for me to like put LeBron James over Michael because of that thing where in his prime, Michael Jordan, you could not beat him. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it took like five, four all-stars in order for them to beat just him. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. But I think it's also, you know, he gets good calls. He gets mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. And Michael Jordan got the same. You know, one of his most famous shots is a very much a foul. But it is interesting to see how the it's changing. And I do think I noticed after last season, people were saying it's over. LeBron James, greatest of all time. I think it's changed because of this season. Because I don't think we ever saw Michael Jordan in a Bulls uniform. We forget the Wizards years. Have a year like LeBron James had. I got this. All right. All right. So, first off, I want I want everyone to remember, you know, Jordan went to six finals. And, you know, he didn't lose. You know, we got to applaud him for that. But let's think about, 16 All-Stars. think about how long it took him to get to the final. He built his last six years, basically, you know, so forgetting the Wizards years. He spent in the finals. How long? It's been eight plus years that we saw LeBron in the NBA finals. And I think and it's eight in a row, not three go play baseball and film film space jam it was three and then three this is his space jam here you know also also <laughs> i'd like to interject as we're talking about movies train wreck featuring lebron james mm. came out july of 2015 july not i mean next year lebron was a championship with the Cavs. i think there's a correlation here there might listen be a correlation. he went to do a movie <laughs> the dude went to do a Oof. romantic comedy Oof. With Bill like Hader and Amy com. Schumer. 12 minutes of? And then he went to win a championship, Ooh. Nate. That's the key right there. Also, I want to I want everyone to remember that, you know, I think Jordan's prime is toward the end of his career. And, like, you know, we're, we're calling the last six. Maybe he just gives up and is like, I'm the best, whatever, right? He lost to Magic a lot of times. He lost to the Showtime Lakers, who, in my opinion, are the greatest franchise of all time. Yeah, well, you're wrong. But <laughs> we, we can discuss that in a little bit. I think it's all relative as well. And the other thing is, like, they do play different positions. Mm -hmm. So that's something you have to factor as well. They're facing different opponents. But I'll say this. I do believe that Michael Jordan faced tougher competition than LeBron James is facing currently. And it's a different game. Like, Jordan was getting pounded in the paint. Mm -hmm. LeBron James is not getting guarded at the three-point line. Like, I think it's a little bit different on how they're – played against each other. I think like, no one's going to knock. I think the, I, th- the I think I agree to you. I think the game is different now. I think the talent LeBron James is facing right now is like unseen. I think like the Kevin Durant's, the, the Kristaps Porzingis, the Steph Curry's like, just look at like every superstar in the NBA and just think about like how insanely talented these guys are. And like, think about like the Detroit Pistons back in the day, like Isaiah Thomas, boys, like baby. the bad boys. Like you think of like them, you're like, yeah, those guys were like, those aren't like blow your mind kind of talent, but like seven footers out here, you know, dropping dimes, shooting yeah. threes. And like, I agree. I think, I think like the game was more, like, more brutal back then. Like you saw like the technical fouls back in the day. Like that was some like fighting stuff. Like yeah. if someone would have elbowed me in the face, that's some fighting stuff. But like today you look at someone wrong, you get a technical, mm-hmm. you touch them too. Like you touch James Harden, you get a foul. Like, yeah, and I agree yeah. the game's a little easier. However, my thing is, I think if you take LeBron James back in any period of time, like, going back to the Wilt days, he dominates all those periods. 100%. I think, you know, I, I definitely agree. You know, anything that you would have done back in the day yeah. to get a technical is definitely fighting this this year, yeah. this day and age. It's like, catching a fade on sight. Yeah. So, it, it's a different physical game, but at the same time, it's a, stri- it's a way more strategic game, I mm. feel like, now than it was back then. Because, you know, it was all about power, just getting to the rim. Or, you know, maybe you could shoot a three, maybe, you know, but now it's way more about fundamentals of getting your team involved, I think, than because I feel back then all you needed was one superstar and you can get to the finals. That's all you needed. 
And by the way, he had Scottie Pippen, who is in the NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he has Steve Kerr. Like he didn't like Jordan was out there by himself winning six. Like he had some shooters with him. Yeah. yeah and he had arguably the best defensive player of all time. And Phil Dennis Jackson. Mm. Yeah. Let's not forget that. If LeBron James had played with Phil Jackson at any point in his career, I believe this guy is like seven championships deep. And we're not even talking about this. I believe LeBron James is uncoachable, but that's a completely different <laughs> argument for different days. <laughs> <laughs> because he has not kept a good coach ever in his career. But I, I see what you you guys are saying. I, I don't agree with a lot of what you're saying. I do hear you, but uh, <laughs> I, I hear you. you know, I'm just going to read off some statistics Oof. that I have in front of me right now. Playoffs, 33.4 points per game. LeBron James is not that close to that. He's played great in the playoffs. Uh, ten times he led the league in steals. Three times in, oh no, ten times scoring, three times steals. Wait, whose stats are these? Uh, these are Michael Jordan's stats. Okay. Uh, most scoring titles in history, 10. Consecutive scoring titles, 7. Most final MVPs, 6. Highest points finals, 41-93. I do believe LeBron James passed that in game one of this year. This book is mm -hmm. about 8, 9 years old, so it's a little old. But he won MVP 88, 91, 92, 96, 98. LeBron hasn't won MVP in a while. He hasn't been the greatest player in a season in a while. So... I'm about to I'm about to rebuke all of that with some facts, okay? okay? So LeBron's MVP thing, I think we take LeBron for granted. Like LeBron, 100%. There, there are years when Russ won it, when KD won it. We're like LeBron has been consistently so good that we're just like we get bored of him. We're just like, yeah. but KD KD did something new, so let's give it to him. But like Russ did something new, so let's give it to him. Like James Harden, like there have been years where like people have won the MVP and like really it's because they're like the the next person to do something impressive and like LeBron has consistently be riding that. So I think the MVP argument for like LeBron, like yeah, you can argue any year like he because, could be the it's MVP because you can't give it to him every single yeah. year. Like <laughs> arguably you could, arguably you could listen. <laughs> They're not going to do that, though, because one, Jordan, who else was in the NBA that you really knew at that time other than Jordan? Okay, Johnson, Bird, nope. Isaiah. Th yes, listen, these are all listen, these are international players. players. Abdul Jabbar was at the end of his career. Johnson, yeah, Johnson and Bird. And all right, so I'm, I'm going to keep the bunk in right. this, okay? Um, you also brought up, um, you know, his, his, you know, all these finals and these things. I want to bring up just one word, okay? I want to bring up one word. I think you can all remember it. Believeland. Okay, Believeland. <laughs> you got an entire city believe. You know, I've been to Chicago a lot. In fact, I'm moving to Chicago in a couple of months. Okay, there's not one catchphrase. You know, believe, believe. He changed the culture. It doesn't matter what he wants. Believeland, Cleveland. You know, and Odell Beckham just got traded to the Browns. You know what it is? It's Believeland again. Yep. You know what that starts with? With one man. One man. You know, and these kids are going to school. They're getting a great education at the I Promise School. You know what they do? They believe because they live in Believeland. Okay, LeBron James is a much better man than Michael Jordan. Oh, yes. He's a much better person. He's still a better, not a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. It, also, I want to go back to your point. I kind of forgot my point, but now I, I'm remembering <laughs> it again. You believe that he could go... Is he like his same attitude? Because I believe he's too soft to play in no. the past eras. I, Bill Lambeer would make him cry. I I, I agree. I think LeBron right now, like he he is a product of the of the game he plays in, like this generation of basketball. But like LeBron's physicality is like unmatched. Like I I mean I think this is a great experience for any basketball fan. You guys have experienced it before. Like mm -hmm. you go to the NBA game for the first time in your life, and you think like, oh, I'm like 12 years old. I can be in the NBA, and you see these giant dudes, and like they're huge, and like LeBron is somehow bigger and faster and stronger, and up until like this year, more durable than any of these guys have ever been. Like more durable than any superstar you can name. Kobe, like just Kawhi for sure. <laughs> Kawhi yeah. for sure. And I think like just that physical, like just his physical ability alone, his athletic ability, like. Like, maybe he wouldn't last as long, but he definitely could bang, I think. Yeah, I, I think I think it's different because if you look back at what LeBron does, or just look at what LeBron does to keep his body in shape right now and how much money he spends yeah, on that. not playing defense. Definitely. Yeah, not playing defense. <laughs> basically, <laughs> living in a freezer, basically. <laughs> so, I don't think he would be able to keep his body as good as he's kept it if he was in, you know, the uh, Michael Jordan era 
and stuff like that back when in the day with Bill Lambeer, the bad boys yeah. who literally just lay you I out agree. and stuff oh, yeah. like that. I also, yeah, I think you, I think you see that in big men even today. Like you see the Anthony Davis, the boogies, like you see them, like they're, the, the career of big men is much shorter than the career of guards or small mm-hmm. forwards. Cause like they have that wear and tear and like think of the centers back in the day, like those centers were like throwing bows and like that was part of the game. Like he's definitely not lasting as long. And I think like this like last point about LeBron, I think it's like, you just can't deny like his place in basketball. Like, like at some point, like I'm sure someone's in, like people are gonna go to their graves arguing for Michael Jordan, but like I think LeBron, like regardless of what he does, like there was a quote that came out today, like an anonymous GM in the Western Conference said, like he doesn't have the ability to take four cadavers to the finals anymore, and like we forget, like he's 34 years old in his 16th year, like. I don't think Michael Jordan could ever take that Cleveland team to the finals. Like, I just think, like, that's why I think a lot of people have been talking about it lately. But, like, just think, like, he's already etched his place. Like, regardless if he ever wins another championship again, which I think he will with the Lakers. Um, again, when we get to the Lakers, I got some I got some hot thoughts on that. But I just think, like, like he, there's just no doubt, doubt that he's easily one or two. Like, I think they're, like, people can say, like, stats and numbers. But, like, his impact on the game yeah. and, like, I what he's, he's doing. I, I don't think, like, he's, like, low on the totem pole. I think mm-hmm. he's number two. And but... I think as, as history, as time goes by, as we look back, I think we're in this moment. You can't see the forest from the trees. Yeah. We have some time to step back. We're going to be like, dang, it really did take four all-stars. Dang, he really did take literally four players on, an, on his team that could not shoot with J.R. Smith, who is no longer employed because of his – his mistake he made in those finals. <laughs> yeah. He took that team to the final. He t- Believeland. Believeland. He brought a championship to Believeland. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm not giving up necessarily, <laughs> but I will say that I think you're right. We should wait. I don't think we should necessarily, you know, we can believe what we believe right now, but I do think it will be a much bigger story. It'll be a lot easier to judge once LeBron is done playing and who he played against is done playing. Um, may I suggest we start saving now for a trip to the NBA Hall of Fame when LeBron gets his bust? That's just that's just what I want to see. I want to experience that with my children one day. I've uh, been to the Hall of Fame twice. It's it's great. The city of Springfield, Massachusetts. LeBron, LeBron so great, James, the moment he retires should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. The moment, like the second Adam Silver gets that call, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I we'll see where it all ends up. Uh, so we'll transition to greatest franchise of all time. Ooh. And why is it the Celtics? And, Oof. you know, I really feel like I should have brought someone else to back me up because <sighs> I'm just, like, fighting against no, this no. yeah. Today, you know, for LeBron one, uh, my friend Griffin, he hates LeBron James. Mm. <laughs> he actually called them not making the playoffs in, like, September. So, yeah, I, I need to back up on this one, too. But why is it the Celtics? It's, I'll, it's, let, I'll let It's you. not. So I, I listened in, you know, as the Two Minute Jill's number one fan, I listened to the podcast, <laughs> which... If you're listening now, download and subscribe to the UCCS Sports Radio podcast. Um, And I heard what Philip was saying last week about the pre-merger stuff. And here's what I'm going to say. At one point, the Celtics were the greatest franchise in basketball. Like, pre that whole six, like the early half of the 20th century, the Celtics were, like, by far the better franchise. Like, you look at this, like, the Lakers championships, like, 62, like, 65. It's, like, not until 72 they get another thing. Mm -hmm. But then... When color TV comes around, when it, well, you know, when the NBA games are getting broadcast, when people can finally see it, because a lot of those early championships we have no footage of of the Celtics. Like we, like there is barely any footage, and if you do, it looks like it's literally recorded on a potato that has been sent forward in time from <laughs> 1912. Right? Like we all agree that like they're like they're basically like you said, it's like it's like YMCA basketball. They're yes. sho- they're shooting into the peach basket. Shout out Dr. James Naismith. Thanks for what you did. All right. <laughs> So we look at the first half, right? As a basketball, hist- aspiring basketball historian, like you can say, like Bill Russell, like yep, those eleven rings, like unstoppable. Red Auerbach, like unstoppable, right? Then Showtime shows up, right? The Lakers show up, and suddenly basketball is on TV, and we're seeing these like Laker duels. We're seeing these Lakers Celtics duels, and you're just like, oof, oof, and like, you know, it's it's sixteen championships to seventeen, right? But I think the thing is now is like this whole later half of the 20th century to like modern day it's Los Angeles, man. Like it's, you gotta say it's Los Angeles. Like, I mean, there was a period where you could say like, Oh, the bulls were the best franchise. I could even, you could even say right now. And I would believe anyone who said the Spurs might be the best franchise in basketball because of their just culture of excellence. Like Mm -hmm. I want to say like like the Pats, they just haven't had the history of the Celtics. And I think, you know, with TV, with, the exciting brand of basketball, like, like we were just talking about, like Larry Bird has an old man game. He ain't jumping for his shots. He doesn't know cartilage in his knee. You know, he's at the Y. Every old guy at the Y is playing like Larry Bird, right? But like 
Showtime, Kareem with the unstoppable hook, Magic with those no-look passes, and they start winning, and then they get Kobe, Bean, Bryant. And by the way, we're not we're not yelling Larry when we throw garbage into the garbage can. We're yelling Kobe. And when you see a big fella for the first time, you don't go, oh, I that guy. JR. JR. <laughs> Oof, and you're probably missing real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Streak, you're probably streaky at best. And we see a big swaggy, <laughs> swaggy champion. Let's get it right. Yeah. Right? So just put some respect on it. And when you see a big fella, you don't go, oh, you're, you're like a Bill Russell. No, you go, you're like Shaq. You're like Shaq. One of the greatest oops of all time is Lakers. Kobe, you know, that, that little lob to Shaq. And then he like points up, you know, I want to want to have that moment framed, you know, and then I agree. Shaq is the greatest of all time. We don't <laughs> I mean, funniest of all time. Yes. Shaq and a fool. Yes. <laughs> Shaq has done more for me than anything else. That's another thing. When we talk about like people weren't able to watch uh, Michael Jordan in his prime. We're mm-hmm. discussing all this. That, I think Shaq suffers from that as well. Yeah. He was kind of a potato his last <laughs> couple seasons in the nba when he's oh. jumping around from team to team absolutely but when he was on the mat especially those first couple years in magic he was arguably the best player in the league yeah. he was playing with michael jordan at the time i he think he's phenomenal yeah i'm glad you bring that up i know we're talking about like but i think like like michael jordan's legacy gets hit because of that wizard stint and like i don't think lebron's will get hit by this Lakers stint because like what better to ride out in the sunset than like on rodeo drive yeah. los angeles yeah but like shaq everyone i think people forget like shaq went to the suns he went to the Cavs. He went to the cell. Like, he basically was holding on, and, like, he was not effective whatsoever. Like, the game had changed so much. Like, yeah. the best center at that time was Dwight Howard, which isn't saying a whole lot looking mm-hmm. back. <laughs> but, you know, and I agree. When he was when he was at the Magic, he's arguably the best player. And I think, like, you look at this new century, you look at Kobe, you look at Shaq, you look at Magic, you look at Kareem. And going to Southern California, like, when I was there this summer, everyone's playing basketball all the time. And no one wants to play for the Clippers, they want to play for the no. Lakers. You want that yeah. purple and gold. You want the sunshine. Yeah. And I think that, that media market has really influenced what basketball has become. Yeah. I'd like to, this is totally off topic, but I think it's in the Clippers' best interest to get their own stadium. I agree. I They just yeah. need, they can't be in the Staples Center anymore. No. They just can't do it. Honestly, it's really interesting when you see a Lakers Clippers game and there are like somehow more Clippers fans in the arena. And I don't know how they manage. Like there are there are a handful of games. If you ever watch it where there will be Clippers like it's a home game for the Clippers. Right. It's a home yeah. game for both teams, essentially. Yeah. But there'll be more Clippers fans. And you're like, how do you manage it? You have like a survey. and You're like, you know, who's the best player Steve in the game? You know? Passing out jerseys. Yeah. Like, hey, I'll pay you 100 bucks to go out there and cheer. <laughs> so I don't know. You've probably you may have been gaming at Staples Center, but. You try to get a ticket to a Laker game, even they've been terrible for the past mm-hmm. couple of years. It's like 200, 300 bucks to be up there. You can get a Clippers ticket for 20 bucks to sit up there. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like I've gone to, I've never been to a Lakers game at the Staples Center, but I've been to three games and, at the Staples and, Center. And you just mentioned, it brings kind of a, a kind of point, this is my next thing is like, Think about the fact that the Lakers haven't been in the playoffs and we're all freaking out right now. Like, that's how much we all hold the Lakers, like, in our DNA, basketball DNA. Like, we hold them such a high standard. Like, the Clippers make the playoffs. We're like, look at the Clippers. Look at the Clippers. They've been the better team. They're in the playoffs right now. They're like the sixth seed. And we're just like, good for you, Clippers. Good for you. But, like, the Lakers miss the playoffs, like, once. And we're like, what is going on in Los Angeles? Like, we need to call a state of emergency. Yeah. And that is why I think the Lakers are the better franchise. I, I, I agree with your argument. I think it's definitely interesting when you bring up those points, but you're wrong. <laughs> and I don't really have a great rebuttal for this one uh, because Philip kind of outlined a lot of my, you know, why my argument's weak is because if you look past the ABA mergers, the Celtics have only won four or five times. Mm-hmm. The Bulls, Spurs, and Lakers have all won more championships than the Celtics since that time. That's a really good point. When you're talking about the greatest franchise but of I, all time. I, we also, I think, to bring in, like, the greatest franchises, you have to also look at, the, like, the most admired franchises. It's it's the Celtics and the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, whenever you look at NBA and, like, let's say you take a person who doesn't know much about the NBA and stuff, I bet you they can name at least two teams and it's the Celtics and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because they're known more. Like, if you look from the East to the West and stuff, the East – being the Celtics, West being the Lakers, that's the staple and stuff. I, they, and, they, and they and they've done those two franchises have done more for basketball, you know, minus the Spurs and the Bulls mm. than than any other franchises yeah. have. Like there is no NBA without like imagine a world without Magic versus Bird right. or even anything is possible versus Powell and Kobe. Which by the way, Powell gets slept on. Kobe does not win those two championships without Powell. 
Oh, 100%. He does not get anywhere near there, and Kobe is not considered as great as he is. He's still here with, like, three championships, and we're talking about how, like, eh, like, is Shaq better overall? Like, Shaq has more than him. Like, I think people don't get how enough respect who just went out to Milwaukee to win with Giannis, so. Yeah, Yeah, that, that would be very interesting. I found a good segue here, so we'll segue into it. I understand your points. You're wrong. But anyways, a good segue is how do these like end of careers for like these last couple years for players obviously keep getting those checks if people are mm-hmm. going to keep signing those checks keep getting those checks no problem with getting the money you earned but how does it hurt the legacy i like to think of steve nash in his acupuncture years with mm-hmm. the los angeles yeah. lakers he was phenomenal on the suns and he had a great year at the suns before he signed the lakers and injury one. train paul pierce Oof. yeah paul pierce he was riding high whenever honestly Whenever he got traded to Brooklyn, he should have left. He should have retired then, honestly. One of the worst trades in history, by the way. That Brooklyn to oh, Celtics trade. One yeah. of the worst. They yeah. almost destroyed that franchise. The Celtics are still prospering <laughs> off of it. Yeah. So, even whenever he went to the Clippers, I was just like, and Washington. I love Paul Pierce. I love them on our team. He called game, though. He did call game. But <laughs> he, it just wasn't good for his overall career. It was me watching a man that I really admired and then realizing this guy's kind of big and not he's not as good as he thought he was. Yeah. And then it's even hurting him even more now that he's a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. <laughs> People, there's this whole conversation of, you know, he's saying he's a more clutch player than Clay Thompson. And if you put them in their primes, it's a good argument. People are laughing at it because they're thinking of <laughs> yeah. Wizards Paul Pierce yeah. because he was not a good he was not great at the end there. And then people like to make fun of the wheelchair incident. Before the that big game three, is amazing. It's <laughs> the my wheelchair game thing is ever. So two thoughts real quick. One, it seems like the Wizards are becoming like the MLS of like NBA players where they just go there at the very end they're like, eh, the Wizards will pay me. <laughs> like <laughs> Wizards are gonna take me, right? Yep. <laughs> I'm not trying to say just, those are facts, okay? <laughs> Second off, so we did with Dwight Howard. <laughs> it was <with> Dwight Howard, <laughs> right? I forgot he was still in the NBA. <laughs> Dwight Howard. Second, uh, quick thing you mentioned. No one ever, like, everyone blames, like, LeBron for creating the big three. Everyone seems to forget, like, the it's Celtics so, created yeah. the first, like, oh, quote, yes. big three in this era of basketball. And they, like, they get glazed over because of, like, the Paul Pierce winning that championship. Mm-hmm. But I want to I want to take a little personal thing, okay? I want to I break this down to fans, basketball fans. I have personal stake in someone's career ending, okay? And this man goes by the name of Carmelo Anthony, okay? Okay. Now, Carmelo Anthony, as a long, long Nuggets fan, he meant a lot to me for a long time. I had his jersey, I had Team USA jerseys, I had figures of him, I had backpacks with him. I had my, anytime I played 2K or NBA Live back in the day, because when it was still good, I was <laughs> mellow. Like everything was mellow. I played like mellow. And when he left, I put like a little a little B curse on him. Like the proto little B curse. I cursed that man. He would never win a championship in New York, and he was never gonna win a championship in OKC. And, like, to see his career sputter out is, like, sad, but also very gratifying. Because he's, like, you look at his career, like, it's so long ago that he was in his, like, prime, like, and the game has changed. Like, you look at Melo, you're like, was Melo, like, any good? Or is Melo just, like, this dude at OKC and, like, Hoodie Melo and, like, Houston? And then we talk about Shaq. Like, like Shaq is, like, one of the most dominant, the most dominant player to ever play. There's no one yes. who could ever match Shaq today, no. tomorrow, 200 years from now, unless we're genetically modifying humans. There's no one that could... They could even match Shaq, and there never yeah. will be. But, like, you know, after the Heat started slumping, like, he went to the Suns, and, you know, like, I think it hurts their legacy. But, like, at the same time, like, if you can get the paycheck to play millions of dollars and average, like, two points a game, like, go get that bread. Definitely. But I think, like, players like Jordan, like, players like Shaq, players, I think Steve Nash, I don't think Steve Nash should agree because they were still kind of competitive, mm-hmm. even though they had Dwight Howard, which is a huge mistake on the Lakers' yeah. part. I think Steve Steve Nash is a, sl- a slept on player. I think his two MVPs get overlooked a lot. And like when yeah. people talk about all time point guards, we think like Steph Curry and like you know Magic Johnson. I don't think people think like Steve Nash, but like big fundamental right there. I think the only way that you can like kind of end your career after, let's say you're like in one team and like you're trying to end your career, but like you know you got to move somewhere and stuff. I think the only way you can do that is going back to your home. Mm-hmm. team so yeah. like what kg did mm-hmm. going back to minnesota and then mm-hmm. retiring that's the best thing that he could do i mean the fans love him. Yeah. The fans I got, love him i got another one i just heard this the other day vince carter 
Vince Carter has been playing on like the dude's like 41 years old. The dude has not yeah. once jumped on a championship team. And like people brought up recently that he goes to these like really lottery low teams to help mentor players. Yeah. And like Vince Carter's game has changed. Like he's he can still get up there. We saw the other day he almost posterized. I forget who it was. He almost yeah. and I think it was Carl Anthony Towns. He almost put him on a poster at 41. Yes. Yep. Which yeah. like that's incredibly <laughs> impressive for a man who's 20 years away from the normal retirement age. Okay. Like yeah. that's impressive. But like Vince Carter has changed his game. Like he he went from being like this like shooting guard who could score all the time, just being like he knows his role, and he just kind of gracefully been like accepted. Like I'm not a star anymore, but I can still contribute and I can still ball. I think like that's a great way. I think like a lot of these people like I think like LeBron's almost like I don't I don't know LeBron's in a unique situation, but I think Vince Carter's another example of someone who just gracefully like KG says like I'm gonna go back home. I know we're not gonna win, mm-hmm. even though Vince Carter's bouncing around and says like let's help these teams win. Yeah. yeah. Back to your going home point. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne, you know, yeah, he's bro. not from Miami, but he went home to where he started, mm-hmm. and he's having a fantastic season mm-hmm. when he was garbage in <laughs> Cleveland last year, and then he went back to Miami, and there was magic again. Overpaid by Chicago, too. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing what that can do. And, I, and I'm, I'm really happy he's having this year because I want to say Dwayne Wade was one of the most overrated players for a long time. Like, he was out of his prime for a second. Like, after LeBron left, like, there was a couple years where you're like, like, Dwayne's writing on his name alone. And, yeah. like, he went to Cleveland. He thought, like, he could rekindle this heat magic. Mm-hmm. And then you you went to Chicago. You're, like, back home. Chicago, nope. And then he goes back to the heat and is like, I'll take a pay cut. Yeah. And then now, yeah. they're, now they're in the playoffs or, mm-hmm. you know, close to it. And Yeah, and he's jumping on the scoing table. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> Braided. So I think it's the Braids. Yeah. It's the Braids. <laughs> Braid Wade. <laughs> All right. So I think we're going to take one last music break here, and then we'll wrap the show up here. Uh, but make sure you stay tuned to the two minute drill on UCCS radio. Maybe he snitched on Denver <laughs> right after they got swept by Golden State. So we're talking about the dirtiest and the biggest snake in the NBA right now. Uh, but we're also talking about who we think is going to win the NBA championship. Uh, Phil brought up the point that Doc Rivers might be overrated. There's a lot going on in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to factor. I think with LeBron not being in the playoffs, I feel like he's the most wide open we have had the NBA finals predictions in a very mm-hmm. long time i believe the warriors are a little overrated i don't believe boogie cousins makes them better i think he makes them worse because of all the different things he brings to the table not that he's a bad player but it's an interesting thing to bring so i'm just going to go out and say who i think is going to win the nba finals and i think the nuggets are going to win the nba finals Oof. i think they're going to shock the world and I, it's going to be close like i think they're going to play seven games every single series but i think they're going to pull it out and I believe we're going to be attending a championship parade in Denver. I would love to be in attendance for the championship parade. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. I just want to get to see it. Like, it's one of those things. Uh, hot take right here. Um, if it's not, if it's not, first off, this is the last year of the Golden State Warriors dynasty. Yeah. That is 100%. my hot take. They, they, yeah. are, they might be good. This is, yeah. this is the last year they are sure. Like, this is the best chance they have to win. After this, people are leaving. People are going to get bored. People are going to hate each other. But this year... I'm talking about the Toronto Raptors, OVO, OVO Athletic Center, Drake's, the Six, Kawhi, that team, Kawhi is just so fundamental. He's so boring to watch sometimes. His laugh is hilarious. It's a great ringtone. I think when they, I think recently I just read they're 8-0 against all California teams this year. They beat every team from California twice, which includes the Warriors. And I think they're going to come through with that discipline, and I think they're going to win. Yeah, great point. Me, I'm going to go out on a long shot here. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win the championship. I don't think it's a long shot. I, I think, yeah. I think Giannis is going to turn it on in the playoffs. Right now, it, I think he's going to become a different monster than even what we've seen this year. He's going to. He knows that this is his year to do it, even to get to the finals. They could sit in Eastern Conference Finals. It's his year. I think he's not going to let this. He's not going to let him show up. He's not going to let it slip through his fingers. Bloodsoe is playing amazingly. Snell is playing amazingly. Middleton is playing amazingly. Now that he's got Pau Gasol, who is a veteran player, who everybody says oh, that team does not have veteran depth. Shout out, shout out, Brooke Lopez and Coach Budenholzer. Yeah, Those- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And I, I think my the reason why I think the Bucks might not make it that far is I do think even with the addition of those veteran players, I do think they lack that discipline. Winning in the playoffs is hard, and that's mm-hmm. why I think the Celtics might surprise everybody. Like, they're not the best team in the East, but I think they'll come out of the East just because they've they experienced the past two years before this. Brad Stevens is a pretty good coach, and Kyrie Irving 
is probably just going to – Kyrie Irving is going to have a LeBron-like last year season. I think he's just going to take it over and lead them, and then they'll get destroyed in the finals. I think – I think it's a, like a flip of a coin with the Celtics at this point. You don't know if we're going to have good Kyrie or bad Kyrie. You don't know if we're going to have a meltdown or if we're going to have kumbaya team bonding. Yeah. I think, though, that people forget Kawhi Leonard's an NBA Finals MVP. This guy knows how to win. He has been in two NBA Finals at this point in his life. Yeah. Um, and he, he beat LeBron James, of all people. And I think right now, like, you look at the Sixers who Ben Simmons can't shoot for some reason. The process, like, whatever, man. Like, Ben Simmons, the Sixers are overrated. I mm-hmm. think you look at... I think the Bucks suffer from like that Nuggets that inexperiencing. Like yeah. Giannis is going to show up. I think Giannis is unstoppable, but like the rest of his team doesn't know what to do. Like, where are they going to do? Like, can Giannis hit that clutch three with three seconds left? I don't think he can. And I think again, like, I think the Pacers are going to throw the Celtics for a loop. <laughs> That's what I think. I think the I think the Pacers who are still in it are going to throw the Pacers for a loop. And I think Toronto is just going to they're just they're going to be quiet about it. They're going to they're going to keep their braids tight. They're going to keep their Tahoes running and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to hit their free throws. I, th- I think this is going to be the hardest year for the Golden State Warriors because looking at who they ha- who are they they are going to have to face whenever it comes to how like the playoffs are forming right now. First round they're going to have to play the um Clippers. And the to Clippers me Clippers are good. Mm-hmm. And to me and Patrick have- Bud Beverly can lock down Steph Curry like nobody else yes. can. And the Clippers have like they have beef with the Warriors. Like they are that isn't the team they do not like. Yeah. Like they do not, not have any love for that team. Mm-hmm. There's an incentive for them for ruin. Even if they push them to seven games, six games, like just to wear them out. It's gonna yeah. be like a war. Like, no, they can't win, but they're gonna do everything to make sure they have the least pleasant time to do that. Yeah. I think people don't realize how good of a defensive team the Clippers are. They both have Patrick Beverly and Avery Bradley. If you remember anything, a couple years ago when Avery Bradley was still in the Celtics, whenever they played the Warriors, Steph Curry had terrible games. Mm-hmm. He does not play well when you are harassing him like that, and that's what the Clippers are going to do. And it, it's you can argue who is the best player on the Warriors, but if Steph cannot get going any game, it's over for the Warriors. It all falls apart. But is uh, Doc Rivers overrated, Philip? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't uh, think so either. I think, so either. I, I think he's had a. I think he's had some years where he didn't. His team didn't meet their full potential, and yeah. that's why people may consider yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I do think the fact that pretty much every year he's been a coach, a head coach in this league, his team has been in playoff contention, even mm-hmm. with moving the Clippers, and you know they got rid of all their stars, they, and they're now in playoff contention. And we're talking about them upsetting the Warriors in yeah. the first round. I'm just wondering why people are talking about the Doc Rivers going to Los Angeles. I hear that a lot. That he's gonna go to Los Angeles after they fire. I oh, mean, switch over to Lakers. Yeah, to Lakers. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. I, right. I hear I hear Ty, I hear Ty Lue, and I, I think that I I agree in your point about LeBron. I think he is so hard to coach. I think he's hard to play with too. And I honestly think they need to get like some big shot coach. Like they need to call Phil Jackson in. They need to call Pat Riley. They need to call someone who's like Pat Riley. They need they, they, Pat Riley with the hair gel. <laughs> call him out from my yeah, from Miami. <laughs> you know what I mean? They need to call Eric Spolster over. Like yo, See, Eric. I, I called this earlier in the season. Uh, Philip and I were talking about it. I thought the Heat were going to be a lot worse than they were, and I mm-hmm. thought he could still get fired because it, it's they've kind of been the eighth seed for mm-hmm. the past couple of years without stars. I could see Eric Spolster getting fired and then him going to the Lakers. I, I think Eric Spolster is one of the most slept-on coaches in the NBA. Like, that guy yes. had to deal with a lot in Miami. And, I mean, even two out of four, that's that's something to be doing. And he's kept the team in playoff contention with Braid, Wade, and yeah. um, yeah. that team. And I think, like, I think you know, we think of, like, markets. I think a lot of people don't get to see Miami, and we don't really care because Dwayne Wade's old and stuff like that. But I can see Eric Spolster getting, a, like, a big old job, at, you know, in Los Angeles, I think, going for the Lakers mm-hmm. and – if not that, getting an executive job. So I think like almost like the NFL, we're looking at these young coaches like Brad Stevens. We're looking at the uh, see, Coach Malone. See, the only person that I thought was going to be, if they didn't already get a job, I thought once the Lakers fired Luke Walton, I thought the only person I could think of, because they didn't have a job at that point, was Dwayne Casey. Yeah, that would have mm-hmm. been a good choice. Would have been awesome for him. But, you know, I think he's doing well in, on in Detroit, so. I'd love to hear because he has played on Team USA and with great coaches like Coach mm-hmm. K and Popovich as well, who's coaching mm-hmm. Team USA and all the other, you know, Thibodeau, all of those great legendary coaches. Um, <laughs> Tibbs. They, they've all, you know, they've all coached him in some aspect. Mm-hmm. But you wonder, like, how much of coaching is in Team USA and stuff like that. Yeah. And maybe it's just uncoachable. And that's why I think, like, Ty Lue's kind of a safe bet because 
won a championship. This is where I think Coach LeBron is like a thing. I think he's like a player coach when it comes to Tyler. Like, he basically got David Blatt fired so he could basically have like a yes man to be like, I'm pulling myself out. Like, like no coach takes LeBron out at this point. Like, LeBron comes out when he wants. Like, he pulls his own jersey. He's like, yeah. I'm out. Mm-hmm. He I th- does the whole vote. He does the whole man. thing. And I think LeBron is going to be, he's going to A, own the Lakers at some point. Own the Lakers or he's going to own the Cavaliers or maybe even the Heat. Cavs, yeah. And he's going to be a great GM, and he's we're going to talk about LeBron like mm-hmm. different terms in twenty years. But also, I think I think Team USA is a different. I think I don't think you care. I think it's more like that national pride. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think like that's why the Dream Team worked together. Mm-hmm. And I think like I think like I think Team USA is like just a completely different situation where you're just like I just want to be the best for my country. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. I, I do you think that Coach? I know we keep going longer and longer. Yeah, no, we're good. Okay, do you think Coach K comes into the NBA? No, no, no. Because he's creating the best NBA talent. First out off, there. huge Duke fan, Duke fan for life over here. Right. Zion, what's up? I think, yeah. I think I could see Coach K retiring after this year. Like yeah. Zion is like, I don't even know about Zion, man. Like Zion blows my mind. Like is he is he any good in the NBA? Like he's freakishly athletic. He came back yesterday and pulled a dunk off, and I was like, man, he looks good. By the way, I'm also calling Zion signing with like Adidas for like a hundred mil, two hundred mil. He is not wearing Nikes ever again. Really? He has to wear Nikes. For Duke because the whole team has to wear Nikes because they have a contract, but he is never wearing a Nike again after. Duke. I think he might be. I think he might go Puma or Puma, Puma or. I want, yeah, I don't think he's going Adidas. I think he's going Puma or Under Armour. I want I want Converse to come back. I want the ponies. I want Reebok. To come back. <laughs> I want him to sign with Antoine. Antoine. <laughs> uh, the the, the Marberries. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the Marberries. <laughs> New Balance. All right. Yeah. Rest in peace, Stephen Berries. I think, yeah, let's talk about Zion real quick. I, okay. I, I think he's a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the next LeBron. Because there has to, someone's going to fill that void. I think KD's too old. I think a lot of the other players that are close to LeBron's ability are too old to mm-hmm. keep up the reign. I think he's going to fill that throne. I, 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 I'm a huge, I'm a Duke fan for life, and I love Zion. I don't, I don't think he's... He's talented beyond belief, but I don't think he's the next LeBron. Like, I think he's I think he's more akin almost to like a Blake Griffin, where he's so athletic that like even though he's supremely skilled, like he can hit Jays, he can rebound, he can get steals. Like, I just don't see him like being that basketball IQ. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, that's the one thing I think set Le- sets LeBron apart. Is like he's so smart. Like LeBron yeah. knows everything about every defensive scheme. I think Zion is a talent, but I don't think he has that basketball mind. Not no. that not that he's dumb by any means. It's not Zion. The next LeBron James is already in the league. It's Jason Tatum. No. Okay. No. Listen to what I have to no. say before you. Dude, I'm a Celtics <laughs> listen, fan. Listen. Like, listen. No. I'm, I'm a Duke fan. Like, no. <laughs> okay. Jason Tatum. Bum. Improving, improving, improving. Okay. Yeah. All he needs to do is just get that basketball IQ just a little bit higher. Just study a little bit more for his basketball test. And then he's there, honestly. Put on a few more pounds. I, I can't even say anymore. Okay. LeBron was LeBron when he got into the league. Jason Tatum is not LeBron now, so he can't be LeBron. The reason why I think Zion could possibly be that is because Zion, I don't know if you saw that block from the three-point where he just I, like, I did. he was under the basket and the dude just blocks it with his mm-hmm. face almost. I think I think if Zion goes to a good franchise, he can maybe be like the next generational talent. I think like... If he goes to an organization like New York who's poorly managed, we're going to see Zion, like, the Zion freak show. Like, we're going to be... <laughs> Actually, yes, there's a there's a possibility. No, wait, wait, no, no, that's sorry. I'm thinking of a different sport. I thought there's... In hockey, there's a team that has number one pick, and they don't have the pick. It's They get traded away to someone else. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, the Celtics do... If Brooklyn or if the Clippers don't make the playoffs... They get oh, Clippers. A Clip- pick. I'm sure Doc Rivers just is like, I do not want the Celtics to get that pick. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted me out of the town. Not happening. Um, no, if he goes to I think if he goes to a team like New York or Cleveland, they're gonna want like the Zion athletic show. They're not gonna want to develop him. Mm-hmm. Like if he goes to a different franchise, like even yeah. Sacramento, you who is in the playoffs at the moment, like they at least have been developing their talent or even the Suns. Yeah, but they might be the team that if they don't make the playoffs too. This Celtics have a couple different chances to get a high draft pick again this year, but Last, uh, lastly, it, I don't think AD's going to the. I think I don't think AD's going to Boston. I think. I don't. I think he's not going to get traded. Oh, I could see that. They were saying I think he's going to suffer another. I think he's going <sighs> to pull something in the beginning of next season and then pull Kawhi, and then just not play. The I mean, player. I mean, you. I'm like fifty fifty. You guys were talking about. It. I was in Chicago when you were talking about this, yeah. and 
know you guys don't have a lot of time, but I'm like, I, I just don't. I think they said recently they don't want to trade him to Lakers. And I could see that. Like, if AD was on the Nuggets, I'd be like, no way he's going to Lakers. Like, no way he's going to the fran- the most storied franchises that we just in discussed. Your own conference. <laughs> yeah, in your yeah. own conference. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even like they're in the Eastern Conference. Like, we're going to help the bad guys, you know, who we're trying to compete with. And, like, you know that's what everyone wants to play at the end of the day. Everyone yeah. wants to be in Los Angeles. And, mm-hmm. ugh, no. Yeah. I think. I, think I, I can't say where he's going to go. I can't say because, like, honestly, every point makes sense to me. It's like Boston makes sense to me a little bit. At the same time, Boston only makes sense if they can keep Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, if they can keep Kyrie, and I think they can. Yeah, I I, think they can. I think it depends on this whole playoff run. I think Kyrie actually has a really good relationship with Danny Ainge because if you ever listen to an interview, like, people are like, Kyrie's going somewhere. Danny Ainge is like, nah. <laughs> like, he's he's not worried, and it's probably because of private second, conversations. Second biggest. Second. I, I don't think that they're going to – I don't think Kyrie's going to go to New York because, one, James Dolan is there. Yeah. I, it's it's yeah, 100% James, James Dolan. Dolan is, that, no. that hurts the franchise of the New York Knicks. <laughs> when when everyday Dolan. basketball fans know about your owner being bad, like, I don't think any of us know really about NBA owners, but the fact that we know that the Knicks owner is, like, trash <laughs> just speaks to how bad they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, we don't really know, like, is the Nuggets owner good? Is, are the You know, we know Steve Ballmer. But, like, who owns this, Who owns the Kings? No one knows that. No. But we know they're not out there banning fans. Yeah. Right. I think the old, I think the most known NBA owner is probably Mark Cuban. Cuban. Yeah. Who, who I have beef with, by the way. I want. I should have brought this up during the the, the Nuggets. We talk about this. Uh, Ten years ago, actually, to this day, uh, around this time, the Nuggets and uh, Mavericks were engaged in a very very physical playoff series, and uh, Mark Cuban referred to the Nuggets as the Thuggets. And my one regret in life is I went to a game and a scalper was shelling a Denver Thuggets t-shirt and I didn't buy it because I thought I'd see more of them. We ended up beating them severely in the playoff series. Wow. And they ended up harassing Nuggets families and uh, Mark Cuban will not win a championship as long as he's owner of the, the Dallas Mavericks. Wow. Another Andrew curse been put on them. Oof. Ooh, the, one from Me- right. the one from Melo has been lifted since Ooh. he's out the league okay. and been placed <laughs> upon Mark Cuban's shoulder. You can end up like the Celtics. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's the show this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for Andrew for coming oh, yeah, on. Thank Thanks you. Well, for I have you on more often. This was a lot of fun. Like, thank you. Thanks you for having me. Energized. Like, I got no sleep last night. <laughs> so you kept no. me going. All right. I, if you miss this, if you're just walking in the hallway right now and you're like, man, this sounds really fun. I like fun stuff. Well, good for you. We'll be on iTunes later and Spotify and Google Play and YouTube and probably some other places. Uh, just look up UCCS Radio Sports on iTunes, Spotify. Just type it into Safari. Type it into Google Chrome. It'll pop up somewhere. And if you do listen to us, rate us. Tell us what you think. Uh, we're five stars on iTunes right now. Helps more people find us. Uh, we also have a Twitter account. At the two minute drill, and I would like to notice. Uh, I would like to point out that I did win our poll from last week about if I was right and you were wrong. Somebody right. in this room is using burner accounts, and I don't <laughs> want to point at anybody right now, but it's Nate. Nate is using burner accounts, people. I was only four of the nine votes. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to stay tuned to UCCS Radio.